0: Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De Simone. And this isn't a podcast about Once Upon a Time. No, nope,
1: not so much.
0: I, basically, uh, we know all of you guys like Doctor Who. I mean, you guys uh, prompted us to do the Doctor Who specials a couple we years did. ago. So uh, for our new podcast that we've been doing uh, most of this year now, uh, Universe Box, uh, we decided to do a Doctor Who special and share because, it with all of you.
1: Duh! It's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. We talk the Eighth <laughs> Doctor movie. Yes. Uh, we, we talk our favorite Doctor our favorite Who c- companion. companion.
1: Who's our our doctor? Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. But we share it with you, uh, one, because we think you'd like it, and two, we would love for you to come over and subscribe to Universe Box. Uh, Now, you can do that at universebox.com or just search on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, any of your uh, podcatchers for Universe Box, and it'll be up there. It's just a big UB uh, on a space background. (laughs) So please uh, check it out, and I hope you enjoy uh, the Doctor Who special. Enjoy! To help support this podcast
1: and get exclusive bonus content and rewards,
0: make a monthly pledge at
1: patreon.com universebox. And, and remember, remember to think, think outside. Do not, Do not adjust, adjust your, your computer, computer, computer screen. It's, it's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box.
2: Whipply wobbly, whipply wobbly, wobbly, timey whiny, wobbly, wobbly, wobbly,
3: Timey wine with the with the with the with
2: the Timey the with the with the with the with the with the
3: with Banana Geronimo, to a party of me. You have let Geronimo, Geronimo, me push Geronimo, all those buttons. Really lovely, really lovely. Ah, ah, that's
0: From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and storytellers, there's something you better understand about us, because it's important, and one day your life may depend on it. We are definitely two madmen with a box. I'm Bill Meeks.
1: And I'm Anne Reidy and I have the box!
0: Yes, that is the box. Who's going to hold it? It's, the, it's almost a universe box.
1: Universe box Very,
0: very <laughs> possible. But a big <laughs> thanks to uh, Dan Ryder uh, for our great opening video with the... Uh, wimey, wibbly-wobbly. wimey, wibbly wobbly. James, timey, wimey, wibbly wobbly wobbly no but he's actually like a he's actually like a folk singer in new york city or something now that was from a few years ago back when uh wibbly wobbly timey wimey was all Thank the you. rage yeah all the rage all the rage all the rage okay but uh, w- before we get into the main episode here yeah. uh, we just had a couple little things we wanted to mention to you guys oh by the way uh you guys i mean the people listening to the podcast and the people in chat over at live.universebox.com mm-hmm. where we're where we record this every <laughs> Thursday night at eight thirty p.m. EST, uh, and we love having you guys over there in the chat. Yes, uh, please come join us. Definitely. Uh, but we we just uh, we're doing a ep- episode here in November called Leftovers, where basically if you didn't get a submission in for like this week's episode or last week's episode, what did we did last week it was uh, huh last week? Yeah, what was last week's episode? Fitness. Fitness. Which yes. Is funny since politi- I hurt myself doing the fitness this week. Politics or anything. All the way back to episode uh, three. What? C- cookies or home episode one. If you have something you want to submit and you were like, man, I missed the deadline. To Harry submit.
1: Potter, mm-hmm. Disney but, Renaissance. I'm just going to keep interrupting. Exactly. You. But, uh, do.
0: but uh, we're doing a leftovers episode to get all that stuff in. You can uh, email us universe show at gmail.com mm-hmm. or, uh, send us a voicemail four, two, four, two, seven, four, two, three, five, two. We'll give you all that information. Again, if you want to, uh, see what episodes we've done, just go to universebox.com and and uh, click on show <laughs> right at the top. And you'll be able to see all of our episodes. And Amory. uh, We have an episode coming up that we wanted to get some stuff for too.
1: Oh, oh, this one excites me greatly. We are doing an episode on chocolate in a couple of weeks, and we would love, 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 love to do a chocolate taste test Mm -hmm. with all of your favorite chocolates. Now, granted, I can go to the store and just buy out the chocolate section, but it's more fun if you have something maybe regional, um, a local, you know, you have a chocolate maker, you're, you make chocolate. I know my grandparents make chocolate. I should probably harass them for some chocolate. Side note. Um, but that brings us to. We have a new P.O. Box. Yes, we have a new P.O. Box. Um, So to send us chocolate contributions by September 14th or just to send us anything, send it to um, Universe Box, P.O. Box 608351 orlando florida 32860
0: yes that's universe box p.o box 608351 orlando florida 32860 and uh, i i would just like to mention that uh, angel in the chat room thought that we were going to reveal that we were secretly time lords there's still time we're just a couple minutes into the episodes right now so so you know there's always time to reveal that but i I guess actually what we should reveal is what's in the box Emery. why don't you tell them what's in the box show them the box Again, because I I didn't have your camera. there. We of
1: course go. you didn't.
0: Excellent. Okay, okay, that's the box. So we, we have to wait. I don't know what it could be. Uh, there's no way you could guess from what we've done already. Yes, uh, this week we're talking about Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, first, we'll pull a card from the recipe box to show you some great resources uh, for making your own Doctor Who snacks. We'll jump in the phone box to talk to Deb 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 about our, own, our, our favorite Gallifreyan. Uh, Next, we'll talk about the 1996 Doctor Who TV movie in the Wonder Box. We'll cover all the Who news for you to use in the News Box. Uh, Finally, we'll pull out some questions you submitted through the Idea Box. It's going to be a a fun episode, I think. It's going to be yeah, Bobby's there in the chat room. Howdy, Bobby. Yeah, so so uh, you know things things are progressing at pace, I think. So so uh, <laughs> I, I guess we're gonna go ahead and get started with our first segment here. Anne Marie, take it away, because I don't know. Oh, hey, this about is me. This. Okay, yes, scrolling,
1: overly scrolled, overly scrolled. Okay, late last year, when I was still blogging regularly at Crunchy Crafty and highly caffeinated, I got involved with a couple of bloggers who call themselves the Time Lord Chefs. Well, I saw that come across, and I had to had to be involved. And this is led mm-hmm. by Katie at Recipe for Perfection. Um, there were many challenges every month or two um, with different Doctor Who themes. All
0: on Z. All on
1: Um, But some of them were like Classic Who, Christmas, uh, Series 8, stuff like that. So my top three that aren't my
0: contributions <laughs> of the challenge are... And we'll have all these links at the show notes at uh, universebox.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, ...is from Vaughn's Vittles and it is a Tom Baker scarf made out of veggies. How stinking amazing is that?
0: That's pretty good.
1: Like, because... Like, if you look through the description, there's all sorts of, like, different herbs and cheeses and biscuits. And, like, it's amazing how it's pressed.
0: Are those, like, beets or something? Yes. Too? Yeah. There's
1: beetroot, red pepper, tomato, onion, cauliflower, broccoli, many vegetables I've never even heard of. <laughs> uh, pepper, carrot, mushroom, or, yeah, baked mousse of mushroom, shallot, and port. Like, come on. <laughs> this is just amazing. Um, and, I mean, there's so many different ways you could have gone with that. It's just – it looks delicious and actually looks relatively healthy. Yeah, and that was from um, Von's Vittles. Vaughn's
0: Vittles. dot okay. Vittles.com.
1: Okay. Next is from the Flavor Blender, the Half Face Man Cake. Nice. It is insane.
0: Yeah, insanely detailed. Insane,
1: for sure. insanely detailed. Like, um, I forget how much time she said she spent on this, mm-hmm. but I'm so impressed.
0: Yeah, because it's like it's like half the one from Deep Breath yeah. and then half the one from uh, oh, Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah. So
1: yeah, it's it's really detailed and glossy and it, the eyeball. Just look at that eyeball it's Mm. insane um but i love it and so i think she's yeah the flavor oh bender did i put blender (laughs) either way um (laughs) Tomato, tomato i'm pretty sure this was one of her first um sculpted cakes too Mm-hmm. which makes it even more impressive yes this is her first one
0: nice um good chin on that too yeah i know yeah they have some pictures down here of the actual yeah there's from every the episode. step
1: yep and there's every step by step of how to do it um yeah
0: pretty good so she's really
1: good next is from recipe for perfection katie who hosts this she did a <laughs> celery snack with pb and j cream cheese um i thought this was just fun and yeah. a little bit lighter compared to the other ones
0: yeah if you if you're not if you're not familiar with older doctors uh, there was there was an older doctor uh, the fifth doctor Peter Davidson mm-hmm. uh, who wore a uh, stock of celery on his jacket mm-hmm. so that's where the celery comes Excuse from
1: me. yes um but I thought it was pretty cool because obviously that was for our um classic who challenge and mm-hmm. so that was really neat yeah, then, and then
0: one last self-serving one
1: yes one last self-serving one my favorite which we'll give an honorable mention <laughs> i made a wedding cake for donna mm-hmm. and i wrote her name in gallifreyan
0: good old donna like
1: i slightly attempted man it does not want to load for me um but it took multiple tries i'm pretty sure i showed that in the, my original yeah you have
0: like failed versions. there was a failed yeah. version
1: then there was a good version i made mm-hmm. a sort of tardis
0: oh well, yeah the the, the the one with the circular cake and everything that one turned out pretty nice. yeah that was the good one it's mm-hmm. just not even loading for me so i can't even walk you through it
1: but <laughs> That's fine. That's um, I, I was load. pretty proud of the fact that i uh was able to write donna in gallifrey mm-hmm. so that was for the christmas one since the wedding was at christmas and uh, the little guy so i thought that was pretty fun but there are a ton of other recipes um there was like at least three or four challenges and at least three recipes for each of them. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, go over to Recipe for Perfection and there will be links to all sorts of them. There's like some dried fruit stuff. There's cupcakes. Um there's spiders from what was it? Inside the earth Inside the Earth?
0: I think that was from Runaway Bride was No, no, it? no, no. With what the spiders? the spiders?
1: No, 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 no. That was from the mm-hmm. the last season. The one with it was, it's an egg. The spider things oh, from It's an oh, Egg. Uh,
0: kill the Moon. Kill, kill the, the moon. moon. yeah. I
3: don't know
1: why I was saying in the Earth, but yeah. It hatched. It hatched um, so there was a lot of that. It's a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and uh, Angel asked who, who was the father-in-law of David Tennant. That was uh, Peter Davidson, the, the st- celery stock guy. Yeah. He was also in that uh, Dimensions and Space, or I forget, the, the multi-doctor David Tennant like short film yeah, thing that they did. Yeah, I don't but, uh, know. Good stuff. Good times, good Yeah, now times. they're talking about My Little Pony and oh, Dr. Dr. Who's in there and everything. I, I, don't, I don't know much My Little Pony, I can't speak MLP. A- no, but that was good. That was good. A uh, Nice little warm-up there. Nice little warm-up. Mm-hmm and like we said, uh the those links will be over in the show notes at universebox.com. Next up, uh we actually uh we have a pre-tape segment here. Uh we sat down a couple days ago with our good friend Deb, uh aka Snow Bunny143 on Twitter. AK Deb 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 She actually She was our consistent guest on the uh Doctor Who specials we did over at Greetings from Storybrooke. So we wanted to have her on to talk about how she got into doctor who what she loves about doctor who how she feels about capaldi although she's only a couple episodes in she's a little behind on that we tried to keep the spoilers to a minimum uh but if you're watching live uh while we're play while we play this uh pre-taped uh interview uh we're gonna be in chat so uh we'll chat see you over there in chat and we'll be back in a few take it away past and marie and bill through the time vortex universe really Thank you, uh, future Bill and Anne-Marie. We're here. We're in the past, uh, just like uh, the Doctor would want, I guess. It's all timey-wimey and, over and, uh, here. we're here with our, our wonderful guest who, who uh, joined us for uh, the first couple uh, greetings from Storybrooke Doctor Who specials we did yes. on uh, Day of the Doctor, Time mm-hmm. of the Doctor. Everything uh, of the Doctor. Filet of the Doctor, whatever the other
1: stuff <laughs> Salad of the Doctor. <laughs> uh, but
0: Deb, 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 Deb herself, Deborah, uh, uh Kinzel, how are you doing?
4: Doing good, doing good. Happy to be here.
0: Yay. Excellent. Yeah, you're joining us from uh, uh, Germany, correct?
4: Yes, that's correct. Excellent. Hot, hot Germany. <laughs>
0: I, w- I was about to say uh, welcome in German, but I completely forgot it w- was. Uh, Volkmon? Something it's
4: like It's Yep, you're right. Just Excellent. do it with a V and everything Except sounds I forgot right.
0: I like Pokemon instead of. <laughs> <laughs> <Belkommen>. <laughs> <laughs> no but we're here to talk doctor who uh which, which is a, a wonderful show i am sure we've ar- we probably Emery already Bill covered this we've already been talking yes. about it a little bit but uh Marie, uh, we have a list of questions here to just a couple questions topics. uh why don't you go ahead and give us the first one
1: all right our first question is who first exposed you to doctor who and what was your reaction
4: Ooh, okay so my I'm gonna do it quick because it's kind of a long story okay. so I I was Tdy which is a temporary duty station I was living in Hawaii but I went to Maryland for three months and during that time frame I was like you know what I need a new show I was this is when Netflix started to come around mm-hmm. and I started watching Doctor Who at work and I would see it, you know, occasionally and then I would actually get addicted to it. So I would stay at work for hours to kind of be like, <laughs> what is happening? And then when it went on Netflix, I was like, awesome. So I started to watch Doctor Who and I was working out every day. So I'd watch an episode and I would work out for the entire episode. I lost 20 pounds by just watching Doctor Who. <laughs> that's and then fantastic. I, yeah. So I fell in love with David Tennant because that's what I grew up with and then I started watching it from the beginning with Rose all the way up until now and I only seen the first two episodes of season 8 but I will say that I love Doctor Who, and it's the best show in the world. That is awesome.
3: Definitely.
1: I yeah. love Netflix because that's really where, like, so many people, like, well, the binging addiction that is, you know, life now starts. But that's really where I got it from, well, you.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I, I feel old-fashioned. I, I found it on – they were playing uh, the that Cyberman two-parter with David Tennant. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. they, were, they were playing that on on the Sci-Fi Network when I was, like, pat, uh, like putting together an Ikea bookcase or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're moving in somewhere and, nice. and uh so so then I, I just saw it and i fell in love and i watched the entire series in like uh yeah 12 seconds and i
1: whatever. ran away as much as i could and <laughs> then finally gave in okay so you sort of touched on this the david Tennant is well your doctor
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. back off <laughs> <laughs> what is one. what is it about him that makes him like your doctor
4: uh, okay so i think first and foremost he was the first doctor i ever watched um, and right. he was the one that introduced me to the Doctor Who fandom in general. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, I fell in love with the Rose and, uh, that Doctor story. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. I fell in love with that story, I fell in love with him. And I think I actually had more of a crush on David Tennant playing the Doctor than the Doctor being David Tennant. Um, I, <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> it does. Whatsoever. Yeah. Um, And I think that's why I call him my doctor. So when Matt Smith came around, I was heartbroken because David Tennant was my man, but I gave him the chance, you know, and I think I held off watching season eight because I was actually kind of heartbroken. Sadly, that Matt was leaving. Right. And now that I watched Peter Capaldi, okay. I think I'll I'll think I'll let him slide.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, it, uh, Matt Smith was uh, young, sexy, and weird. Peter, Peter Capaldi's like old, sexy, and weird. So it's like a whole he, different thing.
4: He's really weird. <laughs> and the Scottish thing, I'm interested mm-hmm. to know why that kind of came up, especially because you know David Tennant kind of has that whole thing going on. I mean, right. it's an interesting but, dynamic yeah, for I mean, them he, changing.
0: David Matt, Tennant uh, kind of masked that though. You know, he yeah he, he messed a it a lot. Uh, right, I have a feeling that it's because Moffat's, uh, you know, a bit Scottish. Oh, so, like so yes. So he he was like, I want the Doctor to be me.
1: And <laughs> I want to be the
3: Doctor, nice. or
4: is he the Doctor? Mm. Dun dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so what is your absolute favorite episode? You can watch it over and over and over and over again.
4: Oh, my God. Okay, so I think a lot of people, especially people listening to this show that are Doctor Who fans, mm-hmm. will say The Girl in the Fireplace. And that uh, I, is my favorite episode, where he goes to see Madame de Pompadour mm-hmm. in, um, you know, old London. And I, I love that. The period dress portion of it. Yes. Um, and that's another episode where David Tennant really shows his acting skills and his personal skills goes as a doctor because that's where he falls in love with her but he can't really identify love because he has a family mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. shows that through even though Rose is around. So I think that's why I love that episode.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and they that that was uh, written by Moffat, I believe. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It, it actually um y- you know uh, that Capaldi's first episode with the uh with the robot guy replacing yep. parts of himself, like I think had it had a couple callbacks to that. Oh
4: my god. Okay, so I wanted to talk about that and I was like, what is happening? Is this really going back? And I think I think Moffat knew that All of the fandom loved that episode. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get enough of Madame de Pompadour or that backstory because she died toward the end of the show. And I think a lot of it stemmed from people kept asking about it and the whole tie-ins to David Tennant. Was he really there? Is he still there? And I think that's where uh, when he brought the back, the little uh, the uh clock guys, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And he kept saying, this is familiar. I've seen this before. This happened before. And I was like, yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> <I know laughs> yes, it has.
0: <laughs> nice. They, they, so, so much time passed between David Tennant's reign and uh Capaldi's, Capaldi's though, yeah. cause, just because, you know, Matt Smith's doctor was bouncing around for thousands of years.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's. Frustrating me because mm-hmm. David uh, Matt Smith is an amazing person as the doctor, mm-hmm. but it Freshman, there was no tie-ins to each other, and that's what I love about Doctor Who proper, especially from Eccleston to Tennant, is that you had the story with the face of Bow, or you mm-hmm. had the story with Martha, or you know at the end you had all these other stories that tied in together that were that spanned years you right. know and then matt smith kind of just jumped everywhere i mean especially with river song the, <laughs> being the wife of the doctor that yeah. you know from the tenant years i think that was a little frustrating especially when they were in the library and they never yeah. really tied back in why mm-hmm. you know right. and even river song is still kind of like what the hell where are you <laughs> yeah
1: she's yeah. still bouncing
4: around out yeah there. yeah
1: well
0: i she's think still... i think in our news box we'll have say hey they're, they're there was there was a little some something new, uh, river song stories i believe yes so
3: Ooh, hope, hopefully
0: some of that
1: okay. will get addressed i i Interesting. I really hope so because she's probably one of my favorites. Oh, I do love her. She's amazing. Okay. So we talked about your favorite episode. What is your least favorite? Hmm. Is there any that you just watched and went, why? Why did uh, we go
4: there? That wasn't necessary. You know, that's, I haven't seen uh, Doctor Who in a while. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, but I will. Okay. Okay. I can pinpoint it. Exactly. So there was an episode while David Tennant was a doctor. He ended up on a train when he was leaving Donna. For some reason, he, he was like, I'm going to go take a trip. And they had the, the, it was like they mirrored each other. Anytime he said something, someone else would repeat the same thing. And they swapped kind of personalities or bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, I either was really creeped out by it or really didn't understand it. And that's why I don't really like that episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I believe that was called, that was called midnight. It was kind of like a bottle episode, like all taking place in one room.
1: Yeah. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be at the spa with Donna because she looked like she
4: was having fun in that episode. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And every, and at the end, like I, I kind of get the premise of the whole copying, but I, Mm. I felt like it just, I don't know, weirded me out. And I just. There wasn't yeah. really a story per se.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, and I think that's why it didn't fit into anything else
0: like right. i i like that one for the for the character dynamics that were taking place in it and just just i i always, i'm always a fan of those kind of uh when they do a television show like a play where it's mm-hmm. just all a bunch of characters in one, one room, room bouncing off of each other and everything but yeah i can definitely see that because it wasn't very much like any other doctor who episode really
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just one of those one-off like okay that happened what's next yeah i
1: was never <laughs> a big fan like i prefer the ones that are part of the big story
4: oh, versus yes. the
1: closed ah. in hey we could really show this anywhere type of stories yeah
4: and that was definitely one of those i mean like the face of bow storyline in general Mm. when i found out and sorry to spoil it for those who haven't seen it that it was jack harkness I literally screamed and like was running around like this isn't this life what I need to go cry in a corner I don't understand (laughs) life anymore it was just and that's the that's what I love about the show is that it keeps you guessing there's a lot of these random like there's a duck pond like what the hell what do you mean Mm. what duck pond there's a duck pond like (laughs) yeah. There's a lot of these questions that are not answered. And I think that's the premise of the show when they say, what's the question, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's always a question. And the answer is, I don't freaking know. <laughs> 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 Fucking it. <Moffitt."
0: laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I like that. Um, whatchamacallit. I, I, I like that sometimes they, that they it's kind of like comic books in a way where creators will just like throw these big questions or these big concepts mm-hmm. out there and just leave them for the next guy. You know? Yes. We, we, which that's is kind true. of fun if they don't have time to get to them, it, right?
1: It, 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 I love that they set stuff up years mm-hmm. in advance, and sometimes in a loops back around. You're like, that, uh, wait a minute. Yeah,
4: yeah, I like that. That's what I, yeah. that's what draws me into that show. Because yeah. mm-hmm. some shows can be one dimensional, and at least this one it spans years it spans doctors the yeah. humor from each one still is there and that, that's what i appreciate
0: yeah that continuity is great and it also it's also a great uh, kind of wellspring for uh, fans mm-hmm. like us to you know speculate endlessly uh,
4: uh, over and over and over yeah. <laughs> yeah over and over and over and over <laughs> nice. so who's your favorite companion <sighs> okay, everybody
5: always,
1: everybody's uh, so
4: particular on their companions yeah. Okay, so this is my – I'm going to do with my top three. I was about to say, give me a ranking. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So I love Rose, and the reason why I love her the most is because, again, that was the first companion I knew of. Right. Um. I loved her because she was the only one to really love the doctor for who he was and who mm-hmm. he wasn't. And then my second one was Donna, just because of the funny factor. She right. wasn't a love interest to the doctor, but right. she was hilarious to me, and I thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess he, she wasn't really a, a companion, but could have been, was the doctor's daughter, who is oh, okay. now David Tennant's wife? Yeah. And I love that tiny little storyline. I thought that was really cute, but it was ironic that he became her, her husband and his wife, and played his. You know, and they, had daughter. So they had a daughter. They had a daughter who
1: was, was a doctor, and she daughter. was a doc, the daughter of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> doctor. There was so many that tree. That that tree rivals one son. In <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: the fiftieth anniversary, I thought that was so funny, just because his you know his father in law was talking to him as the doctor while he's yes. playing the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved that the 50th mm-hmm. um oh, anniversary it was, so it was amazing.
3: Cute.
0: Oh. I, I, I will say that uh, Donna is probably my favorite, too. Yeah. Like, like you said, just because, uh, you know, they, they got it I, out of the way in the first episode. No, we're mm-hmm. not going to be love interest or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. A, and uh, they just went off and had a rip warring time. And by the end of it, she was his equal. Yes. You know? yes. Which and, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you can say that about any other companion. Well, maybe Clara is kind of tending towards uh, that at this point. Oh, I have uh,
4: problems with
1: her. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> It's been killing
4: me.
0: The impossible girl, the impossible to please fans.
4: Yeah, there you go, (laughs) basically. Agreed. Well, we we don't know where to classify her. We we don't really know who she is. She's a Dalek, Mm -hmm. but she's not a Dalek. Um, She exists, but she doesn't exist. I mean – There's a lot of confusion that normally we can follow the storyline quite well. You Mm -hmm. know, like, okay, we had Rose who did this and did that. We had Donna who was with the doctor and then had to forget him. But Mm -hmm. we have her who doesn't really fit into any specific box. Right. And it's confusing because we don't know what she is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what frustrates the fans because normally we can pinpoint it, but Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. no. It's been like three years and I still don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're still going through series eight and stuff too, but they, they, they seem to be chiseling away her reasons not to be like a professional companion full time until the day she dies or whatever. Yeah. So, so she's lo- where, other <gasps> oh, companions yeah. Have, where other companions have had like all these various things, pulling them back into their real life yeah. Yeah. away from the doctor. I, she's losing those reasons one at a time. Right. It's kind of, mm. and you know what? Well, actually I, I won't get into that because that, that'll be spoilers. The you, one but,
1: thing that... I, well, so Certain, I loved.
0: Certain, oh, no. I don't know. Act, certain actions that she's taken. Uh, she could she could be a threat to the Doctor in the future, I think, in a big oh,
1: way. Oh, yeah. there's but, There are things.
0: But uh, no more spoilers. That's sorry.
1: it. That's it okay. for spoilers. I, I will apologize
0: okay. to our video watchers, by the way, because the sun just went down and it completely messed up our... our all of our lighting? Our, all of our lighting.
1: <laughs> yay. Yay, daytime recording. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. <laughs> if you could go anywhere in time and space, oh
4: where would you go? Gallifrey. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay, well,
0: Oh, that's fair. Before, after, <laughs> during the time war.
4: Oh, I think I think before the time war, before the time war, because the apple grass and all that amazing stuff. There were different. Uh, I don't know. From the small bits and pieces I think of what Gallifrey could be, it sounds like an amazing place. And sadly, we haven't touched enough on that except for the last episode that Matt Smith was on to a point, to an extent. And I think, you know, they're trying to kind of push Gallifrey in there again Mm -hmm. and where David Tennant was, but we only got the negatives of it, not not the positives of it. Right. it, It sounds like it could be an amazing place, but we just haven't seen that. Right. Okay, here's another fun one for me. Okay. I need you to act like a Dalek. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you will be exterminated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Exterminate. 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 <laughs> what was that episode with the pawns where the, the, the crazy Daleks? The crazy like Daleks. The- Oh, you mean like the eye oh. Daleks? Yeah, they were like exterminate and e- they were crazy and ballerina dancers. The ballerina dancer Daleks. What was that one? Wait. Uh, so that might have been the last episode with Amy and Rory oh. and um, wah, wah, wah. yeah, and then I think Amy because they were on they had to go to the Crazy Dalek jail right in another world right. oh yeah
0: yep. when they were like getting a divorce or something and they never really touched yep. on that again
4: yeah yep. Mm-hmm. because <laughs> apparently that's an alternate universe right yeah i'm
0: trying oh, to remember it's been, so long. It's, it's been a while since i've seen yeah
4: that one. i'm sorry i again i haven't seen the newest one except for the first two episodes so mm-hmm. anything that's happened past those two episodes mm-hmm. i don't know but i'm like still holding on to the old ones yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, have you ever really checked in on any of the classic Doctors or anything? Like, have you ever uh, checked out any of those?
4: Okay. So the farthest back that I think I could go, I think Netflix had a special before the 50th Doctor Who episode came out. And they started to actually put on all the old Doctors. And that starts from the beginning of when Doctor Who came out. And I literally tried. I tried to power through. And I just couldn't do it. I think it might have been a graphics issue. and might have been a comedy issue. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of the older ones, they have some humor that I literally don't get. You know, that, that might have yeah. been a 50 year gap between, you know, them and Eccleston. Cause at least Eccleston started with the modern who, if I right. want to call it the modern who. Mm-hmm. And so that spoke to me more. Cause I've been to England. I know what they're talking about. You're talking about Glasgow. You're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the, the middle of London. I get those places. But when, you know, the first Who, I tried to get to the first couple episodes, and I literally just couldn't do it. So what I do is I go on Pinterest, and I just find <laughs> the connections between new and old Who, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Joke's there. I get you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so some of those old ones—they're they, definitely a slog, and like the pacing's completely different from any anything modern too. Like they'll they'll ha- they'll spend like have a fifteen-minute scene of some guy like walking through a field, and then a Dalek shows up.
4: Right? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I, They're hard, and I, exactly, and I think that's hard to follow, especially I think, and again, this is us with our, you know, technology and Mm -hmm. color overload. We're so used Mm. to the storyline being quick and fast and understanding it between, you know, beginning to end when those older episodes were from beginning of the season to the end of the season it's a whole story arc which is completely separate to how they write you know today
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i know when i first got exposed to some of the older tom baker episodes like they were even packaged as movies because they were like three hours long for a story you know oh yeah and
4: again that for me it's like 45 minutes i can do three hours that requires mental commitment (laughs)
1: exactly
0: (laughs) definitely okay i you have one more question last one
4: thoughts on capaldi
1: i know you've only watched a few episodes
0: what episode are you up to
4: so i i just finished the second episode i think Mm -hmm. and that was when they were in the um was it the restaurant with the little metal guys okay hold on i'm trying to think again because i can't remember
0: like where they were well i think that that was a part of deep breath still. Yeah, I think. If I,
4: What was the second episode? You have to remind me cuz I quick. literally just watched it and I'm drawing a blank.
0: Season 8 It's
4: the eyebrows. They distract
1: two. you, <laughs> isn't it? It's
0: all in the eyebrows. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, let's see here.
4: Oh, oh, they went inside the Dalek. Oh, yes, inside the Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting concept in itself. Mm -hmm. And I I liked how they played out the storyline. Um, but again, so I started watching the new who. Yeah, uh, two days ago, okay. and um, I I sadly, and this is where I kind of get a little weirded out is I was so in love with David Tennant, and I was devastated when he left. Mm-hmm. But when Matt Smith came, I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll give him a chance. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like let me give me let me give him a second, let me see how it is. And I loved him. He was a goofball, right. completely who I like. Like his sto- it it wasn't really about the lovey dovey portion. He was goofy and right. he was amazing and serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then when Matt Smith left, I literally don't think I was prepared. Prepared. Um, I think I was the tail end of my deployment. I wasn't ready to go <laughs> in that Type of mentality, and right. so when it ended, and I heard that Peter Capaldi was going to join. Mind you, he was in an episode, right? Previously, the fires of Pompeii. NVD. Right. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to explain that somehow. Oh, um,
0: I, I i hear that's happening. This new series coming up. so
4: awesome. I mean they have cool. to. They it. have to. They have to explain it because well, they kind of touched on it the first episode. Yeah, he like, said something.
0: where did this case come from? Yeah.
4: I've seen this face before. That's what I I picked up. But I think when I started watching the first episode, like any new doctor, and I saw Matt Smith come back just to say goodbye to Clara, Mm -hmm. I cried. I was like, oh, (laughs) that's that's the closure I needed, I think. Mm -hmm. And I like Peter Capaldi. I think I like the fact that he's kind of doing the Scottish thing. And again, he's still trying to figure out if like he even identified, I'm not your boyfriend. We're not together we're not a couple i think that
1: entire thing is such a struggle like Mm. yep I, I don't like Clara. In case that's not mm-hmm. obvious yet. But <laughs> I think she's making me have issues with Capaldi. Like cuz he has to keep addressing that. Okay. It so this like,
4: is it feels like I I don't no, know. I don't know. I completely I completely agree. I think the problem that people have is that people were in so in love with the pawns. They mm-hmm. loved Amy so yes. much that you try to throw another pretty face in there, it just felt cheap. And because mm-hmm. it felt cheap People didn't latch on to Clara like they would any normal companion because we didn't get the closure we wanted. You know, we we got okay, Rory and Amy are together, but that that's it. There was no other like goodbye, I love you, see you later. You know, it was mm-hmm. nice for Amy to come back for that final episode, but we never had the full closure that we normally do. Like Donna lost her memory. Huh. You know, Rose. I'm had still having
1: s- problems. <laughs> I like yeah. that Rose has made other appearances though. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my favorite things about that is mm-hmm. that her character's she gone, but not forgotten. Yeah, if Agreed. you will. Like if there's a big battle, she's showing up with a gun out of nowhere (laughs) and i'm okay with that but other people can't
0: yeah a a big part of the clara issue too is just like the first the first uh, season of Clara, it, it was just like, we didn't know if we could trust her or not. Cause, Agreed. Yep. I still she,
1: don't know if I can trust or her. She, or yep. she
0: was coming after the doctor for some reason, you know, until, right. until she, you know she falls down through his time stream and you're like, oh, okay. That makes sense then.
4: Well, but, I think that's why people thought that she wasn't the companion that they wanted is because there was no, like every companion we've had, there's been a story arc from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. there's not with her she's just everywhere she right. exists in time but doesn't exist she's a dalek but she isn't she's these things but she's not mm-hmm. and so there's you can't put your finger on it and if you can't do that you can't trust the character right. or on the other hand fall in love with the character to actually care mm-hmm. and so uh, to be honest if she was not there tomorrow i'm not gonna hurt my feelings <laughs> you know i'm not in love with her to an extent what right. i do like is how she plays off, you know, she tries to pull a little bit of the Donna in there, pull a little bit of the Rose, mm-hmm. but she's not those people. Right. And that's hard for me. Um,
0: she, she also feels like, she feels a bit to me like stereotypical 60s female television lead. Yep. Sort of thing too. Like a, a yep. lot of the time.
4: Yeah. Well, what was um her name? Um, long during even the tenant days, um with K nine.
0: Oh, uh, Sarah Jane. Oh
4: yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she, I feel in some way, is some dumb reincarnation mm-hmm. of Sarah Jane.
0: Yeah, and I guess she's about to beat Sarah Jane out as the longest running yes. companion too. And I don't
4: so. like that. I don't really.
0: Th- yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but really, you know, considering she she was introduced in that uh that episode you referenced earlier on the Dalek spaceship with mm-hmm. Amy and Rory. Yes. Yeah. You know, so so if if you count that as her introduction, then uh, yeah, it's, it's been a few years now. Yeah,
4: weird.
3: Years. So but I, that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, thought that's what they said that she was a reincarnation of a previous companion. Of, huh. uh, maybe that's maybe that's not canon. Maybe that's just Twitter. Or, I don't know <laughs> Tumblr well, I, I don't know I, I think there's
0: been some speculation <laughs> that when she falls back through the doctor's time stream that maybe she was one or two of his companions as well, at some or point like I that. could see but that it was so far back that he just didn't remember it when he was doing the whole impossible girl thing uh-huh. for investigation sure. but I, for I, sure. I, I think I that's, that's about all we have time for yes. uh, w- where can people follow you on Twitter okay so on Twitter
4: um, my handle is at snowbunny143 and mm-hmm. on Instagram same thing snowbunny143 excellent
0: awesome. and, and uh, we're doing for Universe Box we're doing uh, an episode in November called Leftovers uh, where we uh, you know anything that got missed that no no one someone didn't have time to submit something for they can can you do us a favor and maybe call in and leave us a voicemail or send us a letter uh, after you finish Series 8 just to let us know how how you liked it as it wrapped up
4: Uh, oh absolutely I was planning on doing that anyway so all on top of it
0: (laughs) excellent well yeah we'll look forward to sharing that with everyone on the Leftovers episode so uh, thanks again so much thank
1: you so much thank you so much
0: It's good getting to talk to you. Uh, Let's travel into the future. Future. And we're, we're back, back. Woo-hoo. back in the habit. Thank you again, Deb, 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 Deb. It was very good to talk Doctor Who with you again. Uh, we hadn't got to do that since uh, I think the episode Matt Smith left on, maybe or maybe talking. Oh, talking Who with her? Yeah, talking yeah, Who with her. It's been a while. Yeah, but it, always a ton of fun. We had a lot of fun in the chat room too, uh, mostly poking fun at Michael Lucero for not watching <laughs> Doctor Who. Low hanging jokes, <laughs> but he did actually point out something that I, I figured we'd uh, we'd just share with you guys, and this will be in the show notes at Universe Box. I kind of wish I was Harriet Jones, but Sorry. at Universe firstbox.com too and it's oh, basically yeah, the signs is doctor who characters it's basically you know a little tumblr post uh they kind of uh, associate you with a you know a doctor who character based mm-hmm. on your astrological sign like me for example i'm the ninth doctor i'm madame Vostra. madame Vostra. and i believe i uh, hope in the chat room was madame vastra yeah. too angel We're was amy everybody's. um and now you know everybody's birth month this thing, thing ish. stuff ish okay. i want somebody to be strax
1: somebody be strax please i love strax i wish i was
0: strax i I wish i was a pisces Uh okay uh but but let's see here well we're gonna get into the wonder box in just one second but first we wanted to tell you a little bit about our patreon emory why don't you do the honors
1: howdy we currently are doing full let me try that in hi (laughs) we have a patreon to help support our three weekly full video and audio Oh, bobby's river song nice Um, let's see um, over the past well about year we've been trying to expand our quality and quantity of our content and the only way Mm -hmm. to keep branching out is well with a little assistance from you guys
0: a little help from our friends
1: basically we need money um What we're asking for is if you would be willing and able to give us a mo- monthly donation starting mm-hmm. as low as 10 cents. So, really, that's in your couch. Mm-hmm. Um, over at patreon.com slash universe box. We have all sorts of rewards and prizes and we're working on some swag um, for any donation.
0: And we also have milestone goals. Yes, we have we, milestone
1: goals, which I was just – we need to
0: do that. Well, I was just going to say we just reached our, our latest one, which was a patron-exclusive movie commentaries. woo uh, What, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Goonies, and yes. the, the first Harry Potter? Yes. We're, ga- we're going to have those out to you guys in the next week or so. Okay, so. good to
1: know. So, yes. or, We're
0: going to be starting them in the next week or there so. There we go. Um, yeah, we'll probably record it like Monday night or something, something like that.
1: Something like that. No promises. Um, <laughs> but you, if you can't um, commit to a monthly donation, you're able to – To make a one time donation on YouTube, there's a support Mm -hmm. this channel button somewhere over my head, typically. Yeah. Um. So you'll still get whatever rewards and benefits mm. from, from that. Uh, there's other other milestones, starting a lost podcast, yeah, starting all sorts of other things. And we're so. going to
0: be adding more rewards here too, just yes. an FYI, before our, our fan cast shows come back. I think we're talking about maybe even doing like some t-shirts or some something. t-shirts. For like what a,
1: kind of stuff would you guys want? Yeah,
0: definitely. Let's Let us actually know. do
1: that. Yeah. Because it's really hard to go on the internet and go, mm. what kind of stuff can I get with my logo? send. Because, really, exactly. you can get anything.
0: Yeah, universeboxshow at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. But, uh, we so, really, yeah, really
1: patreon.com you... <laughs> slash universebox. Yeah, we
0: really hope you guys can help us out. And thank you to our 31 patrons who have already helped us out so much. It's so much. Ridiculous. We really do appreciate we it. We heart you guys.
1: Yay, heart's. Heart you guys. Big, puffy hearts.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, they're singing the, the Wibbly Wobbly, Timey Wimey song again. Wibbly Wobbly, Timey Wimey, Wibbly Wobbly, Timey Wobbly, Wibbly Wobbly. Timely Wobbly. Uh, no, but uh, thank I you guys care. so much. Okay, so now... So time for uh the wonder box uh now it's time to find out if we'll rediscover the wonder we felt from our favorite movies and tv shows in the the wonder Wonder Box. box Now, let's look for patterns and things that aren't there in this made-for-TV movie uh, version of Doctor Who, which aired on Fox, uh, Fox TV in 1996. But it's set in the, at the end of the millennium in 1999 for some yeah. reason. It's a little weird. But, uh, Emery, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the rhyming – or the rhyming uh, – ep- Yeah, this rhyming thing. Yeah, the rhyme. <laughs> the master
1: is slimy in this rare old flick. It's set in the 90s. The cheese ball is thick. Paul McGann stars as the romantic agent. Eighth doctor he's great but needed a much better author <laughs> is he half human the master's all goo in the 1996 fox pilot doctor who doctor who Doctor Who,
0: doctor who movie emery
1: doctor Who, what'd you movie think though? overall you know, I don't hate it. You don't hate it? I don't hate it. High
0: praise. For me. High praise for the Wonder
1: uh, uh, It really is sometimes. No, I mean, it's not something that I'm going to sit and watch every weekend or even every month, but, you mm-hmm. know, once in a blue moon it ain't bad. And, well, the blue moon just happened like, yeah. a month ago, so there you go. Definitely. (laughs) Blue
3: moon. Blue moon.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, but I I, I definitely liked it too. Like I I actually like McGann, uh, the eighth doctor, Mm -hmm. is one of my favorites. He's really good in the audio plays that they do over at Big Finish. Uh, I highly recommend you check those out. I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to enough to know that I love them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh but it, it, first of all I, I wanted wanted to talk about uh with uh this movie. It's they made a lot of big changes and that not just uh casting members of Mad TV as uh morticians. Um <laughs> but uh a lot of big changes to the lore that didn't really stick around. Yeah. Uh the first one was that they they kind of set up that the doctor is a uh, oh they're saying Legends of Gotham shot yes, glasses. Yes,
1: I'm kind of all in support of that.
0: Uh but but they set up that the doctor is half human in this, which I thought was just a really, really off choice. I, yeah, I, it, it felt, bothered me. Yeah, it felt like Fox didn't think that people could identify with like a full on alien, so they had to make him half human so he could be relatable or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just came off as weird. Yeah. Uh, and they also, uh, because of the Eye of Harmony and everything, mm-hmm. and hum- only humans are able to access the Eye of Harmony because the doctor's half human. They really focus on like human eyes, which I have a thing with else, eyes. Yeah. yeah. So it totally creeped me out. But I, I like I said, I guess it's because uh, of the connection with the Eye of Harmony and everything now i I wonder if because they they have set up in a i believe time of the doctor a short that they did before day of the doctor that uh that you know mcgann is official an official doctor Mm -hmm. you know he he's canon Mm -hmm. they even mentioned i believe grace uh from this movie in that special so i wonder if they're ever going to address this like part of me part of me like always thought thinking back on on the movie Mm -hmm. that they they would be able to just write it off as being like oh the doctor was just joking or whatever (laughs) but no just
3: kidding
1: it's Didn't like, really
0: do it. But no, it's like very much tied into the plot and the master's involved with this yeah. whole half – humanist thing. So, I wonder if they're ever going to address that on the show and if uh if they'll ever try and make any sort of sense of this ha- whole half human thing cuz we still don't know who the doctor's parents are. Hmm. You know. So, yeah, probably not they all were time Lords. They'll probably just ignore it and be like uh
1: Well, I mean, you have River Song
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's ha-
0: yeah, maybe, partially kind of Maybe the doctor takes his parents on an adventure and they you know, but doink doink in the Time Vortex like Amy and Rory did and, oh. and got River Song, you know. Oh. And that would just be like – actually, Moffat likes those kind of, like, infinite loop storylines, yes. so I wouldn't put it past them. No, not at all. And the other big thing that was really weird in the movie is the Snake Master – guy so Eric creepy. Roberts I you know I I just don't understand because they basically what it is is they they preface it with uh they were on Scarrow the master was tried and killed and the his essence or whatever is in this box and the doctor is bringing him home to Gallifrey mm-hmm. and uh then he, he like oozes out of the box and escapes and he's yeah. like this really weird gelatinous snake thing that eventually overtakes uh uh what, what is it he's a uh, EMT EMT yeah uh played by Eric Roberts and I, I mean Eric Roberts does okay as the master but no. he, he he doesn't really feel nearly as conniving a, as the Master should no,
1: feel. No, he didn't. He felt very flat mm-hmm. and forced and not so entertaining. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, the Master wasn't always as goofy as he is in New Who. Mm-hmm. Like, but he was still, like, very like, – he was a presence. He was always yeah. a presence. It,
1: like, and he was sort of not mm-hmm. a presence. He was sort of taking the back seat and pushing everybody else to do his bidding for him, basically.
0: Yeah, exactly. My thought was that they might have uh, been locked in through contract or just, you know, someone Wanted him mm-hmm. to have Eric Roberts play the master, mm-hmm. and so they added the whole half snake thing with the glowy eyes and all that mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to make him more menacing. Since Eric Roberts really wasn't playing menacing very well, right? Uh, yeah, and the snake eye thing was weird too. His eyes would just randomly glow yeah. green. Well, no, everything. it was
1: whenever he didn't have the glasses on.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, the
1: sunglasses are what kept you from seeing the green
0: eyes. Yeah, I didn't know if it, it was a digital effect or contact. Either way, like, it was bad. It seemed like it seemed like a digital. Effect effects but uh yeah in either way it, it didn't really work so it wasn't awesome oh uh, one thing i did think about though was that maybe that snake goo was kind of like the time lord essence stuff like the fob watch you, you know remember oh, the fob watch from human nature and everything yeah. and then actually that uh, came Looks the big master reveal at the end of that season w- involved the fob watch so i'm wondering if maybe uh you know maybe this was like an early take on that that whole time lord essence thing maybe but uh
1: i just don't understand how he was able to do it if it was like everybody cremated him
0: yeah hope does say so. in the chat room that uh they later Said they would. They would officially not recognize the doctor as half human, which is probably for the best.
1: Yeah, they just forget about that. Okay, I'm not human. Favorite part of the entire Mm -hmm. episode probably was that entire like series. I'm only half human. I'm. Well, he kept waking up in the Mm -hmm. middle of surgery. And screaming that he's not human, and they've all seen the things where he has two hearts, and nobody pays attention. Yeah, I did. Except I, for the one doctor lady. Like, is it so common for people to wake up like that in surgery? Yes, I know it kind of is, but I mean, in that yeah. one, one particular hospital, they weren't really phased.
0: Yeah,
3: like,
1: it, I,
0: well, she was. She was just like she was the person they called in. She'd done this a million times before. Blah blah blah. You know, and they, they but thought not that her. they thought the X-ray was a double exposure too, which Every I think
1: time though yeah well until though they said they took it multiple times
0: mm-hmm. which is weird because they only had one copy that got burned yeah plus she was she still had opera on the mind she even made them play it in the yeah, surgery room there
1: but uh, not her she was the one affected by it everybody Mm -hmm. else was all whatever just shove the thing in his heart like i don't know it just seemed weird that like none of the nurses and assistants and stuff were phased by this man like yep and shouldn't they have been able to give him like a shot of something to sedate him Mm -hmm. like i've had multiple epidurals that were stronger than whatever gas they were giving
0: him wasn't wasn't that like the anesthesia they gave him wasn't that part of the reason he had such a hard time regaining his memory yeah
1: yes he was dead too long
0: mm-hmm. but but i i definitely like i i one thing that kind of struck me in this one is just like it, it makes you realize how mortal the doctor really is you know he goes you know guns blazing into mm-hmm. every adventure well not literally huh. uh but uh it, and but you you don't really think about the fact that yeah he just steps out of the tardis and he gets shot yeah like and- he had no control over
1: that he didn't know
0: and then because, you know, there's a slightly uh, distracted or overconfident surgeon working on him when he's knocked out unconscious, right. like, he he didn't need to die because he wasn't even shot, like, in a... No. It wasn't a mortal wound, you know, but he just, like, he got knocked out and then, you know, she did the thing and poked through his heart hole or whatever and, like... Well,
1: it, they were doing it because his heart was... Because there's 2
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was beating too fast. So it's kind
0: of crazy. Uh, Michael Lucero says in the chat room, uh, we have Paul McGann up here on the screen. He says uh, he looks like he, he could teach at Ho- Hogwarts. Probably. But, uh, you know, I- as much as they, they got uh, some of the big things wrong, they got a lot of lo- nice little references right. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could definitely tell that the creators had, had a passion for Doctor Who, even right. if, you know, uh, network notes and this, that and the other. I was right. reading up a little bit on it, too. It Were was a, It was a very tumultuous uh, kind of production. Oh, I'm sure. But, but uh, you know, they, they definitely got the heart of it right Like, uh, there were all sorts of little references Like, for one, the Doctor baning on the console to get the mm. TARDIS working Kind of like the Fonzie trick Yes I uh, uh, McGann the eighth doctor finds Tom Baker's scarf scarf, scarf. I love that a, In a locker while looking for new threads yeah uh, he offers several people a jelly baby baby just to distract him which is something I believe Tom Baker's uh, doctor always did he would just mm-hmm. like if someone like questioned him too much instead it's of psychic pa- paper he'd just offer him a jelly baby to throw them off kilter yeah which is what he does in this one mm-hmm. uh, he also uh there's also like the regeneration wonkiness aloofness to where he he like it can't make sense of things for a while like uh although they they did like when they would show occasionally they would cut to his perspective mm. during that time and it would be this re- like really weird bleached out shaky cam light thing but they they showed that angle again right after he got captured by the master at the end of the movie after he would remembered who he was and everything which well
1: i think it was because of the light mm-hmm. this was when he was like chained up right y-
0: yeah i think so okay yeah.
1: i think it was because of that light was pulling there was there was transfery body things Oh, okay, okay that's what that was yeah
0: yeah and then of course the cloister bell when the tardis is in danger yes. and uh I, I i i enjoyed in the ambulance cheng lee the uh the young gentleman who helped <laughs> the save Chinese the doctor kid. yeah <laughs> uh but uh he puts the doctor's name down as john smith which mm-hmm. as we all know is the doctor's favorite pseudonym yes and uh I also thought it was interesting to note that the doctor didn't use his sonic screwdriver for this entire adventure. But he,
1: it, he called. He gave it a callback. He, he did. He's like, this sonic screwdriver would be great.
0: Yeah, but I, I just thought it was interesting because you you don't really see that very often and especially in New Who to yeah, where he, he goes an episode without and using it at least once. He didn't use it once. He
1: um Yes, he did.
0: I don't think he used... Not after he... No,
1: not after. Not before. after he got
0: out of the TARDIS for right, the first time. But before time. he did. Yeah. That's but, how he locked the master in. It was mm-hmm.
1: obviously very effective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think his was broken okay so this really felt like csi doctor who mm-hmm. so oh,
0: because- uh, hope calls that uh Uh-oh. the regeneration the jesus doctor scene yeah yes. he kind of had like the shroud thing yeah going he on really for sure. did
1: um the doctor lady randomly has a microscope at her house mm-hmm. like that's not just a normal doctor thing. Well,
0: she probably had to get it for a class in in doctor school. In doctor school? In not doctor necessarily. School. They have labs for that type of thing.
1: They randomly weaved in and out of that traffic to make it to that atomic clock just in time. <laughs> um Let's see. They quickly located the exact small piece of the atomic clock, even though they mm. weren't allowed to be there, that they needed. And Grace was able to somehow, some way, <laughs> figure out how to save the world just in the nick of time. It was so, yeah.
0: like... Yeah. very convenient very
1: convenient very super
0: cheesy 90s TV yeah too. like you know I will say though that like I think there was more gunplay and car chases in this one movie than oh. there has been in the rest of Doctor Who as a whole pretty
1: close yeah like, the I, car chases were excessive
0: yeah a lot of my notes were okay you, you can tell this was made for American audiences the guns the car chases all this kind of stuff it
1: really was and mm-hmm. I yeah there's but,
0: uh, that something else that kind of set this apart from other Doctor Who stories is uh, how romantic romantic the 8th doctor is. I uh, now I I, I think Moffat's actually referred to him as the romantic doctor yeah. but y- you know he he's not even just romantic as in he's making out with Grace for the entire He
1: did not for uh, the entire well,
0: time. Well, on and on, but he was very eager about making out with her, which you, you don't really see not even with the doctor and Rose. Like right. he was always like kind of putting her off. But even like the the his choice of clothing is is yeah. very romantic as in the era like it's very kind of victorian and i uh, i i thought that thought that uh it it was just interesting and you know i was shocked the first time i saw this movie that mm. she didn't go with him at the end yeah you know, this was supposed to be a pilot for a potential series. I'm so glad it didn't get picked up. Yeah. yeah I kind of thought though, like if the series had continued, would he have had a com- different companion every week? And and then I guess I, I went and researched it a little bit. They would have done another movie first and then kind of made that the first four episodes of the new series. So maybe oh. they would have done like two parters where he gets a different companion for every two parter or something. Oh, like, al- although, you know what? Like, honestly, like I think Chang Lee would have made a better companion than grace. Like, yeah. I would. I w- the entire first time I watched it, I was, like, yeah. leaning that he was going to end up being the companion, even though he was the master's companion for a big chunk.
3: Mm,
1: but, interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, you had some uh, more uh, era, time era. Time
1: era stuff. Okay, why was the master dressed like the Matrix? <laughs> he was seriously dressed, the all black, the long trench coat, the glasses. I was like, we're watching the Matrix. This is actually what's pre-Matrix, happened. too. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I realized as I was telling you, I was like, wait, this was 96. I watched the Matrix carry the one here that mm-hmm. was before so that was really weird but i don't know maybe they were inspired
3: he was cool um, with sunglasses
1: but she was wearing shoulder pads i don't remember where it was but i was just mm-hmm. looking i was like it is like night it's supposed to be
0: 1999 well i mean scully on x-files had shoulder pads so i mean that's
1: not- I, that is not a reference point for me
0: i i thought it was i thought it was weirder that she changed back into her gown after Doing surgery, she
1: wore it to surgery. Oh, did she wear it she to surgery? She wore it to surgery. She did surgery in a ball gown. It mm-hmm. was a, it was like a prom gown. Though so I love the slow mo of her running through the hospital in a ball gown.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to mention. Hope does mention in the chat room. This was the first doctor's first on screen kiss. Oh,
1: so. <laughs> um Also, pagers. Lol.
0: Yes, I had a pager. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I had a pager from like two thousand one to two thousand four. Like after they were out of <laughs> in fashion. Nice. So I, uh, one other thing that was very Doctor Who that I loved in this was that the Doctor tries to save the Master at the very end of the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in any good Doctor Master story, it comes down to mm-hmm. the fact where the Doctor can't help s- or stop himself from saving his greatest enemy because I guess it's like bro code or Time Lords stick together. Bro sort code?
1: Of thing. <laughs> did you really just bro code? I, di-
0: I did do bro code. Oh. I, I don't honor bro code, but I'm aware of it. <laughs> I... I I'm also assuming that, am I correct in assuming that the Master was stuck in the TARDIS at the end? Yeah. So, so I wonder if they ever explained how he got out. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't recall from the Master's first appearance in New Who or from the Eighth Doctor audios I've listened to. But I, I would kind of like to see that story. Like, how mm-hmm. did the Master get out of there and like, cause he didn't have his original body anymore, right? Right. So, no. so I, I wonder how all that went down. But, uh, you had a one, one, one point on the Master last... to take us out. He was a little showy, he wasn't there, at the
1: end? With that big <laughs> costume and the awful, awful makeup. I was like, okay, whoever the makeup person was on set <laughs> this
0: day fails.
1: You fail, sir or madam.
0: Yeah, that was kind of like a traditional Gallifreyan garb that, or yeah, yeah, it seemed like it, yeah. It wasn't
1: necessary. Mm-hmm. Also, it's kind of fun that the doctor was just carrying that around with him. Yeah. Oh, there's
0: that. I, I thought it was weird that he was uh, so easy easily able to uh convince chang lee that he was the guy who owned the tardis when
1: well he didn't know anything else yeah what was he supposed to do
0: i guess i guess poor chang lee he was just a he and all his friends got gunned down too so he, his options were kind of limited yeah uh okay so i guess it's time to find out does this movie pass the wonder test uh, does it bring you the same wonder that you felt when you watched before or you know we didn't watch this that long ago no, for the first really. time but uh, what do you think yes yes
1: um i like it it's it's, fun. it's always nice to have a little longer of a doctor who episode however i do prefer anything by the bbc versus made for america tv mm-hmm.
0: and uh, as for me I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes too because despite all the cheeseball moments and the few weird creative decisions it's obvious the creators love the doctor and wanted to do right by him plus it gave me one of my favorite doctors paul mcgann i love paul mcgann mm-hmm. I, I, uh, angel says uh as far as like the doctor saving the master i knew who it's probably because uh, the doctor doesn't want to be the only one Mm -hmm. but i've seen some older like uh the five doctors uh a Mm -hmm. similar thing happens like i think it's just that i i don't know maybe maybe the doctor well well, they New who they established they were childhood friends and stuff like that so they they have like their enemies but it's kind of like batman and joker where they have like a a respect for one another and and the knowledge if one of them goes away the other one will be lesser for it sort of thing so no but that was good i think that might be the first time we've ever uh had a consensus on on a wonder box where we uh, both i know it. i
1: really think it was
0: uh hope says uh, i know
1: because a- we both hated uh vacation sorry yes. continue
0: uh but Ho- hope uh puts in here uh it's a solid b-grade movie and the master goes as if so 90s oh that yeah, it, it's good up to the point where he remembers who he is. The second half isn't great because Grace goes from being incredibly intelligent to damsel in distress and boring. It, it has one of the best internal uh, Tardises ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Grace was very uneven uh, yeah. too. Like she was like, "Okay, I believe you completely because you have two hearts." No, wait a second, you're a time traveler now. Yeah, it? You must it be lying is? about the hearts or something. It was yeah, weird. it was it was a little odd. It was super super duper super weird, super odd, super weird. Okay, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and move on to. Uh, the news box here so pop in a couple quarters uh we're uh, spitting out the headlines to keep you up to date uh we're relevant for once i guess uh today we're going to talk about all the latest news from the set of doctor who series nine in the news box Uh, warning mild spoilers ahead
1: (laughs) spoilers oh yeah yeah news okay Hi, here, we've only we'll do done that six million times we'll do it again news. news there we there go we that's go. more like it now i can do this
0: that's more like it and, now i can do this and as usual our first news story is, is a trailer, a trailer. <laughs> definitely as soon as it loads up here Slowly. yeah we're getting this uh right from a uh, bbc america's site here i yeah they just released a new trailer yesterday so we'll go ahead a little loud i'll fix it here sorry i'm late he hasn't got a plan yet. Nope. He never has a plan yet. He will have. Mm-hmm. And it will be spectacular. Yeah, we see uh, Maze Williams. And there's mm-hmm. a dragon. Uh, the people with the eye hands. Uh, yeah, the, the eye
1: hands are creepy. The
0: Zygons. Uh, and uh, what's her name? The person who died. Uh, the person who d- that limits it. Uh, the one who works for Unit. The, oh. the fangirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in this one. So oh, maybe cool. she was a Zygon the whole time. Uh, Space Vikings looks like. Guy i like that mm-hmm. effect that they
1: gave it mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it looks very much like a darker yeah uh, oh and doctor with the guitar the <laughs> punk rock doctor yeah uh, old school like old series daleks nice in here so
1: i like that um I, i'm having trouble remembering did he always wear the hoodie with the jacket or was that because I feel like he wore think, like
0: a suit. I think he's worn that uh, once or twice, a couple times. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because I like it. It looked better. It looked better
0: today. Mm-hmm. Or t- yesterday. Oh, your cam's frozen. Oh, unfortunately, my memory
1: camera. It's been real. Well,
0: hold on one second. We, this usually fixes it. And we're back with your camera. Excellent. Uh, Sorry, audio listeners, uh, for that. I know you guys don't care too much about the cameras. No, not at all. Okay, but uh, let's see here. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about, uh, what is it, Maze Williams?
1: Yes, Maze Williams.
0: Yeah, in in the first trailer they released, uh, it it almost implied that she might be Susan or something, or someone that the doctor knew.
1: Yeah, they've confirmed that she's not, um, Mm -hmm. but that she's not a throwaway character. She is very important, but she's not somebody from the past.
0: Yeah, she's going to be in multiple episodes and uh it it appears that she's in like she's in one that's set you know in medieval times or something and then she's one set in one in modern day and that's when the doctor's like you how did you get here
3: yeah
1: all
0: this stuff so i'm thinking somehow they meet her in one adventure and then she shows up in modern day kind of like clara did almost right Uh, You know, with the impossible girl thing. like should be
1: interesting. Some
0: people have even theorized that she might be like a a younger version of Clara or an alternate version of Clara. So something having to do with Clara's trip through the time stream.
1: Through the time stream
0: what do you think about that
1: um i'm interested to see it i don't really know her Mm because i don't watch game of thrones but i've seen good things like people are really really excited for her so that's kind of fun and i'm interested to see um because she's young too she's only like 17 16 Mm -hmm. or 17 so that's gonna be fun um yeah i don't know i'm interested to see it's a brand new character Mm -hmm. so that's really um but new doesn't mean unimportant moffat said that it was important to make william's part a significant role that will develop in unexpected ways
0: oh yeah and it's going to be interesting to see like it definitely seems important though you know she's on game of thrones right now so that she probably cost a pretty penny too
1: and she's like very important on game of thrones i guess
0: now uh, here uh, we, i don't want I don't. by the way uh the links for all of these will be at uh, universebox.com i blogger who which is one of my favorite uh, doctor who news sites it has a summary of series nine here i uh, will just go through uh, a couple things here it's going to be 12 episodes uh, murray gold's back as composer of course. Uh, thankfully uh, there's going to be an episode that features a song which uh i i'm I, i'm guessing it has to do with the doctor's guitar thing like oh. he was he was in a punk rock band with craig ferguson so i'm hoping that, that- Yes! So I'm hoping it has something to do with that. Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of... Two parters, but not all of them Mm -hmm. are going to be. Um, Capaldi says that in the first uh, two parter, the magician's apprentice, the witch is familiar, the doctor's going to make a cataclysmic mistake.
1: Oh no, doctor!
0: Yeah, and uh, there's going to be a new alien. A new alien. Uh, There actually, I guess there's a pick here. Um, it's a
1: it's a speculative. Um, there Mm -hmm. was somebody else. There was like another show filming nearby,
0: Uh and they
1: were friends with like
0: um Jenna, Mm -hmm. so. Okay so it might have been uh,
1: yeah it it's not necessarily
0: Yeah and of course uh Missy the ma- the mistress the master uh the female master is going to be back she'll be back uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff here. I, you, you pulled out, uh, yeah, the Zygon is, story is going to be a two-parter, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, the whole unit crew. Maybe we'll finally see why Clara went to unit. Yeah. You remember those Before, sur- surveillance pictures yeah. and everything?
1: Yeah, where she had to be reminded and then forgotten mm-hmm. and then reminded type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, uh, they, the, 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 Main character, the guest companion from Flatline, the season eight episode where like the two dimension, two dimensional beings invaded our reality. Mm-hmm. He's going to be back for an episode. Ooh, that'll be fun. So uh, playing the same character. Yeah. And then, um, the, uh, episode 11 and episode 12 are classified. Yep. But I, uh, they they did, uh, the BBC did release a picture uh this week mm-hmm. of the script for episode 12 and, and the title Just the
1: script cover not yeah the, the title
0: i believe was x, x. which could be just they, they don't want to have it on there or it could be 10 because david tennant and russell t davis have been spotted on set
1: where is that article because i couldn't um, find that
0: I, I i forget where i saw it i i honestly okay. forget where i saw it but uh oh. yeah that that could be very interesting you know considering that and i guess we'll go ahead and uh talk about this now that i uh, they they have confirmed that uh capaldi confirmed in an interview at Mm comic-con that uh they are going to be addressing the two faces thing or like the 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 fires of pompeii thing why he has that face
1: do you think they'll address amy if they're going to address him they should address amy
0: well see she was in makeup and everything so i almost think that they might leave well enough alone with her they might because because then that would put matt smith there in pompeii too yes it would which would kind of be cool to get like a three doctor Uh thing
1: see see they did so well together
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're also uh, – they also promise they're going to explain something else having to do with Capaldi's face, right?
1: hmm What's um, that? They're going to be doing uh, the part where he shows up in uh, Day of the Doctor. Day of the Doctor, hey, where 80, you see his eyebrows. His eyebrows. <laughs> like that we're gonna get that explained so mm-hmm. that'll be really cool to see from that perspective
0: like oh yeah the why, why is he there and i, I i'm how assume,
1: is like yeah
0: yeah i'm assuming it has to do with him finding gallifrey again maybe he goes <gasps> there to like oh. to hitch a ride to the other dimension or you know the mm-hmm. wherever gallifrey went to or something like that i'm just gonna leave capaldi's eyebrows up here for a oh, second i'm no. so glad i can't see that
1: um yep okay so these next ones were something you were very excited about correct
0: oh yeah definitely Hold on, let me get them. Oh, what are you doing? Pulled up here. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it, we we talked about Big Finish uh, a little bit earlier, and uh, Big Finish, if you don't know, they're they're a company that does a lot of uh, Doctor Who audio dramas. They're like radio plays. They're not audiobooks. They're like they're more like 40s and 50s radio. And they announced for the first time they're going to be doing them with characters from New Who, which they've been foreboding from uh, foreboding. <laughs> From from, uh, using until now. And uh, Kate Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is getting a a series of audio novels. Uh, uh, The first one's called uh, Extinction. And uh, it's uh, from the worlds of Doctor Who unit, Extinction. But starring Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, which we've seen... Mm-hmm. Uh, s- uh, since uh, Jenna oh. Coleman came on, I believe. And uh, then also, Riversong is going to be getting uh, her own, uh, where she teams up with other doctors. Like, she times up with the eighth doctor, or teams up with the eighth doctor, and you get to see her kind of interact with other doctors. And Winston Churchill oh. is getting his own audio drama, <gasps> too.
3: Yay! The ch-
0: and yeah, these are all going to be voiced by the actors from the show. Nice. So, yeah, we're going to get some new Who Big Finish audio dramas, which I'm, I'm very excited There's
1: about. There's some chatter in the chat room
0: oh what's that um
1: let's see clara is the magician's apprentice See whose companion Maisie will play the witch's familiar missy's companion I,
0: I i like that idea that
1: could be fun um let's that's bobby's theory mm-hmm. let's see so hopes that, that, that would Capo- make hopes that capaldi was in torchwood too oh
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah he was he played a uh, frobisher he, he was he was the guy who decided to do the bad thing at the end of the thing he was in I, I don't want to get too spoilery oh okay but uh, yeah he was also in Torchwood I don't know if they're gonna actually because I'm like if they're gonna you, you know what come to think of it I do remember RTD saying that he had an idea for how it, like when Capaldi was cast and everything mm-hmm. Moffat was talking about how RTD had an idea how to tie the, the Torchwood character and mm-hmm. the Pompeii character together with uh, like mm-hmm. together and then uh, he gave that idea to Moffat when Capaldi was cast so mm-hmm. could be very very interesting for sure I'm so excited! Yes, I'm so excited. Coming soon here, and yeah, they've Yay. already confirmed. Uh, just real quick, they've already confirmed the tenth series, and we're gonna drop the Doctor Who festival.
1: We're gonna drop the Do- okay. Well, there's a Doctor Who festival in November in London.
0: Check it out. I will have a link in the show notes. Uh, now it is time for the idea box, which is where you guys submit your ideas for uh, what we wanted to, t- what you guys want u- us to talk about. You just
3: go, <laughs>
0: you just go to universebox.com slash idea box. There's yes. a little form here, oh. and then you type in, uh, who is your favorite uh, doctor who baddie? And then you hit submit, and boom, we have, have the idea. And we have a bunch from you guys tonight, which we is We have a fun. bunch, yes. Definitely. And we'll go ahead and show the chat room here too. Uh, A a bunch of these came from Hope because she sent in a piece of feedback where she answered 10 Doctor Who questions. Yeah. I, we, we didn't uh, include all of them, but we, we grabbed a few of them. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Anne-Marie, and I'll put these in the chat room so you guys can answer too. Uh, who's your favorite doctor? Donna. Or actually, what's your favorite doctor companion pairing? Donna. Donna and 10? Donna and 10. That's fair.
1: Donna and 10. Why? Because
0: it's Donna. Donna and 10. Donna's
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. Donna's wonderful. They were. I'm sorry, the windows, like when they refined each other? I I can play that over and over in my Mm
0: head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Adipose episode.
1: Yes. I love the Adipose episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I
1: just love how she was more of a actress like she's a big actress comedic actress, comedic actress, actress yeah. and it needed that mm-hmm. and especially coming off everything he was coming off of
0: yeah after uh, dis- like uh leaving rose behind in another dimension then blowing martha off like yeah, pretty much so, yeah uh, donna is definitely my favorite companion yeah i will say my favorite doctor companion pairing mm-hmm. related to donna 10 and wilf <gasps> from the end yes. of time
1: Oh well I,
0: I I really wish they would bring Wolf back for one more adventure. They have to. Wolf and so Donna. No. Why not? They they because never got to travel. Donna's not allowed to remember. I don't think I don't think Wolf and Donna ever got to travel with the doctor together though. No. Because they didn't. that was already post Don, uh Doctor Donna and everything. But uh, let's see uh from the chat room, uh Angela, Angel says, Donna, uh Donna since Donna I'm only Donna. familiar with new who uh ten and rose, followed by Ten and Donna. Nice. And uh let's see, um Oh in hope that she didn't ask. No, ax
1: this. you didn't you didn't ask all of them
0: okay uh, <laughs> bobby says rose and nine and mm-hmm. uh, hope says it's the toss-up between rose and nine and donna and ten
1: hey look the doctor's in the chat room
0: the doctor's in the chat room.
1: Welcome, doctor. Or should we say John Smith?
0: Hello, I'm the doctor. Hello, doctor. Yeah, we do have somebody <laughs> literally named the doctor in the chat room. Oh. The doctor in the chat room goes on and, or, you know, like the doctor in <laughs> the TARDIS. Okay, Anne-Marie. Hello. Favorite yes. Doctor Who villain? Oh. This is a tough one. I'm not sure for me. I don't um, know. I really didn't think I hadn't shut up this mm-hmm. week.
1: Um, There's a lot favorite, of good ones. There really are. Um, My favorite villain? My favorite villain, oh, the angels,
0: the angels, the angels. Yeah, they a creep me out. answer, but they like.
1: Yeah, it feels like
0: they've been out, but yeah, they've it, been watered down uh, through their subsequent appearances. Particularly, Angels Take Manhattan. I didn't like too well, much. I
1: didn't need. Angel- Let, let's just block that oh, one out. That yeah. one's not really in my head.
0: Uh huh.
1: But. There's so many others like with Amy and the the t- the, uh, the having to keep her eyes closed
3: and
0: mm-hmm.
1: things and angels and the ones on the ceiling in the cave.
0: Yeah, uh, the uh, Th- they time were- of the angels. Yes, yeah. they
1: were everywhere. And then it was like, um, the, was it like a ring video? Remember we talked about the ri- like there was like that video of the angel. Oh yeah, she got the angel-y thing. Yeah like
0: (laughs) perfect i i I hope says the the weeping angels too i again complaining about overuse i'm gonna have to say uh the dream lord from amy's <gasps> choice
1: oh see that was good too just because
0: they that villain was it was a part of the doctor but oh, it, it, it was a it was a complete uh, enemy of the doctor at the same time like i like the silence the build-up to the silence was great the, the reveal, silence
1: themselves were not so yeah.
0: yeah the reveal wasn't quite as good for me but uh let's see here yeah and the doctor uh the doctor in the chat says want to see my TARDIS, it's smaller on the outside uh very I, and uh the doctor also likes the daleks is the Doctor's favorite.
1: night, Okay, so. night
0: Anne-Marie. Yes. What character do you want to see more of? It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Between River. Mm-hmm.
1: I love the River. Or River's always good. Captain Jack.
0: Yeah. You- I want
1: Captain Jack.
0: That's totally my answer, too. Captain Jack has been in short supply, and after. It has
1: been in short supply. He hasn't been in, like, two Doctors.
0: Yeah, and he, he, his last appearance in any sort of Doctor Who fiction was in Torchwood Miracle Day, which no. <laughs> was good at parts, but wasn't the best and definitely not the best for jack's character right so so i i hope they bring him back uh the doctor I says amy pond uh know. wants to see more amy pond but i don't know if they can do that i don't that, think that's can.
1: happening no she's they kind dead of stuck
0: her in a paradox kind of yeah, thing. yeah
1: she's kind of dead
0: but i mean they could always undo it they can all always. they have to do is want to i uh, hope says uh wilford mod <laughs> and brian williams together as friends going on cute old man adventures i'd love to see that for wilford. sure okay if you could choose one actor to be the doctor who would it be Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Um,
3: um, Clooney!
0: Clooney? I don't know. That would be an American doctor, though.
1: It could be fun. He's a good actor, though. He is a
0: good actor. He
1: could do it. He can do the goofy. He can do the serious. Mm-hmm. He can do the sappy. He can do the romantic. I
0: think I think some people would uh, consider that. it yes. sacrilegious. Uh, yeah, bit, I'm sure though. they
1: would. But mm-hmm. OK, fine. What do you want, Daniel Radcliffe? No. No.
0: <laughs> Actually, you know who I could see as the doctor? And this is a guy who's had a role on the show before, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon Pegg, I think, would make an Ooh. excellent doctor. Like, I think he's a little busy being a Hollywood Ever star everything. right now yeah, he's a writing busy. the next star trek movie right now but i would love to see him maybe in another 10 years once his star is a little less shiny
1: or but it could get shinier you never know it's yeah cool.
0: but i would love to see him step in the role of the doctor Clean. like that, that and i mean we've already got uh we even got uh his good partner in crime nick frost playing santa in the christmas special and everything yes. But yeah, I would, I would love to see him play the doctor at some point. That could be fun. I, uh, two Idris Elbas in the chat room. I'm not, I've never seen Luther. I've never seen. I was like, uh, I don't even know
1: what that means. I've never
0: seen Pacific Realm. I, or Rim. I, I, <gasps> I know.
1: Robert Carlyle would be interesting.
0: Yeah, Robert Carlyle would be good. Uh, Rupert Grint. Um, Harry hope Potter. So. Yes. Yeah, I know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> you were like Rupert Grint. I don't know.
0: Okay. In our last idea box <laughs> question here, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going to paste this in the chat room because it's long and complicated, but okay. if you answer, we'll, we'll give it in. Okay. I, and I think this was from Bobby, actually, because he DM'd me about it right before we started. Uh, there has been speculation that 007 Bond is a time lord because, you know, he changes his face all the time. Yeah. This explains how he is able to regenerate into different actors through the years. Mm-hmm. Another candidate, in my opinion, could be Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, Her bag is basically a... a TARDIS-like thing. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. Yep. Uh, what other characters do you feel could be a Time Lord as well? I have my answer, Emory. You think of yours. I think <sighs> I, I've always liked and I think I've heard this theory out there somewhere before. If not, I invented it and I copyright it right now. But that Doc Brown is a Time Lord who lost his fob watch. You know how they have the fob watches that hold uh-huh. the Time Lord's essences? And uh-huh. uh, you think like uh, you think you're think you a human until you, you open the fob watch. Uh-huh. I think that Doc Brown uh, could be a Time Lord And, like, his whole thing, like, creating the flux capacitor and everything in Back to the Future is, is like, him trying to, like, rebuild a TARDIS from scratch, more or less. Hmm. And, you know, because the Doc Brown is very much like – he's almost like the Doctor. You Hmm. know, he's very just, like, aloof and idiosyncratic and crazy pants at times and everything. So I think that could work. What about you? You have any ideas?
1: Um, man, I feel dumb today. Um, I kind – what? oh what's, just, what's happening
0: go ahead go okay
1: ahead. i was going to say um um snoopy snoopy i don't know snoopy and he is woodstocks his companion and mm-hmm. he has a little house and he's always helping charlie brown get out of crazy situations or into crazy situations i don't know man <laughs> i don't
0: know i don't know about your theories
1: i don't like my theories
0: and actually we'll end up with the doctor's question in here what's your favorite incarnation of me uh emory who's your favorite doctor oh man gotta pick a favorite gotta pick a favorite um tenant yeah three it's the 3d 3d glasses and the sand shoes right totally no what is your favorite i like honestly as far as like consistency tenant was my first doctor uh which i think i mentioned in the phone box yes but I think for consistency and, like, it, me enjoying his run overall, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say Matt Smith.
1: See, I, w- I was really torn because Tennant mm-hmm. is my doctor. Yeah. Because he was my first doctor. And I was devastated. I hated Matt Smith. I wanted nothing to do with this weird punk kid with lots of fluffy hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about an episode and a half in, I was like, I'm good. Keep up at it
0: yeah he was he, and then
1: there was clara
0: he he was a weird old guy with a 20 year old guy's face which was always yeah funny. and then there was Clara. I, I will say i i uh as far as like old doctors mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a tie between uh doctor number two uh doctor number two and doctor number eight i loved both of them a lot uh doctor number two uh what, what's the uh oh when he goes to uh imagination land is, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite doctor who oh, episodes to ever. imagination land. it's basically a land where all these fictional characters live more or less and it is <laughs> Is that
4: like Disney World?
0: A little bit. Okay. It's a little little trippy though, but – yeah and you you don't know the old doctors enough to really weigh in on that i know
1: nothing (laughs) i know nothing all i know is there was like three of them running around on a Mm -hmm. set on a show and well now we have jesus doctor who rose from the dead and stuff
0: well before we get to our quite substantial uh listener feedback feedback uh, in the mailbox why don't we find out what's in the box for next week amory
1: don't drop the box don't drop the box (laughs) 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 what's in the box
0: what's in the box What's in the universe box? A TARDIS is a universe box. I am really getting
1: in trouble with this mic tonight. What
0: could it be? What could it be? What could it it be
1: now? Robots tonight! Yes,
0: robots. Next week on Universe, uh, next week Universe Box is getting automated. Bleep loop your Turing test chip as we talk robots on next week's Universe Box. Who's your favorite fictional robot? Uh, How soon until a robot takes your job? Ever see a robot malfunction horrifically? Mm. Tell us how robots might take over the world and kill us all. We're talking robots next week on Universe Box. Warning, does not compute shutting down. Mm. Coming back up. Okay, Uh, one thing I was thinking about while reading this, it's so (laughs) weird that, like, even 10 years ago... A robots episode would have been completely about fictional robots, but now it's like it's
1: totally not. Yeah, it's all about real ones.
0: Yeah, and just a note for the Wonder Box next week: we're watching the uh, classic Disney Channel uh, made-for-TV movie based on the book series, which is really good, actually. Not quite human, uh-huh. and we have a we have a link to the uh, to uh, a version of it I found on YouTube. It's split into a few parts uh, the in the show notes for this episode. If you want to go ahead and watch it, just so you can see it, it stars Alan Thicke. And it's basically... Uh, That's
1: really why we're watching it. We want to watch he, he back.
0: Build, he builds a robot named Chip, uh, who he has to pass off as his actual son. It's a lot of fun. A lot of Super, super Gee corny. Gee golly, it'll be fun. Yeah, but let's see here. Uh, next up, uh, we have the mailbox, which is where you guys send uh, your stories into us so we can share them. I, I also put out a call, what does the doctor mean to you? So a lot of these have that theme going to mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, you can send in the uh, your, your, your stories to email. Email is universeboxshow at gmail.com sorry my throat's kind of bugging me Twitter's
1: at universe underscore box facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box and our voicemail number which we almost always play is 424-274-2352 oh payback <laughs>
0: <laughs> again that's 424-274-2352 and uh, first up is a voicemail from a host of a uh, uh, daily tech news show and fsl tonight uh old friend of mine tom merritt about what the doctor means to him take it away tom hey this is tom merritt host of fsl tonight and uh, you asked on twitter what doctor who means to me the doctor to me uh and i'm paraphrasing greg ferguson a little here is the triumph of good and intelligence and positivity and
2: talent over evil ignorance selfishness and just bad
5: stuff. And uh, I think that's why David Tennant was my favorite. He seemed most convincing when he would just rise to the occasion. Thanks for letting me uh, tell you what my opinion on the Doctor is. Bye.
0: Thank you very Thank you, much, Tom. Tom. Definitely, for sure. Okay, next up is uh, Michael Lucera, which Michael Lucero, we've been bugging him in the chat room all night. He's never seen Doctor Who. That's crazy. So we asked him in our latest uh, patron hangout if he could go ahead and tell us what he thinks Doctor Who's about, even though
5: he's never seen it. So take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, Hi. fellow storytellers. This is Michael, and I've been tasked by Bill to tell you what I think uh, Doctor Who is about without having seen a single episode and using no research or previous knowledge other than animated gift sets from Tumblr. Uh, so the first <laughs> weird thing I noticed about Doctor Who from Tumblr gift sets is that the main characters seem to have uh, a number, number for names. Uh, at least this is what I assume, since fans seem to refer to them as 10 or 12 or whatever. Uh, because of this, I'm guessing that the numbered characters are all robots. <laughs> and apparently the, um, that's true. the robots um, are en- endearing to viewers because they say cute things like wibbly wobbly, which uh, that surprises me because comical robots are usually the comic relief or sidekick, not no, the main character. Or like exterminate. I think that's probably I why stop uh, Doctor it. Who has such draw for audiences, because mm-hmm. it provides a fresh take on conventional uh, character dynamics. Uh, so it looks like they live in a time traveling telephone booth, uh, much mm-hmm. like the yes. Phantom Toll Booth from that old children's book. And I do know that the telephone booth is bigger inside than on the outside, which seems to be a concept uh, drawn from the Chronicles of Narnia. And they also <laughs> seem to have a tool reminiscent of the flashy thingy. I believe that's the technical term <laughs> in black. Um, so, I, so each numbered robot has a human thing. companion that okay. travels with them on their time traveling journeys, which seems a little suspicious to me since I wouldn't trust a robot much less a time traveling one it seems like a <laughs> recipe for disaster uh, i also suspect that the numbered characters kidnap the humans until they follow them out of some sort of temporal <laughs> stockholm uh, syndrome uh one of them kind of looks like miss frizzle from the magic school bus especially when she <gasps> that's wears that another person who could be a time lord yes! uh, what else there are um, other robots that the main numbered dudes fight, and sometimes aliens and apparently lesbian lizards? I don't know. Uh, what I want to know is why the numbered characters are all guys. Aren't there any female time-traveling numbered robots? This seems highly unlikely as well and I can only conclude that the people who invented them are misogynists. Um, one line that I found interesting uh, involved a short-haired time-traveling robot arguing with a blonde girl, and the blonde girl says the world doesn't end because the doctor dances so based on that line and that line alone i'm concluding that the main plot of doctor yes. who is the quest that these numbered robots have to find this doctor who is none other than <laughs> doctor who himself so whether or not this doctor who has anything to do with doctor the first who? baseman in Abbott's baseball team is unclear although given time travel uh it's entirely possible so in order to find uh, him, each of the numbered characters kidnaps his own uh, human companion and uses a uh, phantom phone booth and travels through time looking for him. Uh, in the course of this search, one of the robots who wears a nice bow tie uh, meets Vincent Van Gogh and confin- uh, convinces him that his art <laughs> is worthwhile or something like that. And I don't know, maybe accidentally cuts the ear out. Uh, the guy's ear off. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I hope that's what happens. And uh, it looks like there are trees who can talk, but they have a limited language because they don't know what a pond is. And I'm not really <laughs> sure why that's a big deal, but apparently it is. And I'm very interested in uh what role the trees play and why they don't know about ponds. Uh, I also saw Neil Gaiman Think wrote the an episode of the show. So my theory is that when they finally find the original doctor... It will be Dream of the Endless. Well, actually, no, I don't see Dream dancing anytime soon. Maybe <laughs> Desire or Delirium? Who knows? So uh, anyway, let's uh, get lost in our time-traveling uh, toll booth and search for the mysterious dancing doctor who will stop the world from ending. All right. Take care.
0: Thank you very Thank you much, Michael. Michael. Very interesting theories about like 30% right. Yep. Yeah, I think. Got a little bit. A lot wrong, though. A lot, a lot wrong. A lot exterminate. A exterminate. Exterminate. Let's Michael listen Luzaro. to Nicole. Listen to Nicole. Listen
6: to Nicole. Nicole. Hi, Bill and Emery, and, and all the storytellers. Um, this is Nicole. I was just calling in um, about Doctor Who. Um, it's funny. This is actually about almost exactly a year ago is when I was first introduced Doctor Who, hmm. and, um, as in watching it. I've heard about, I've heard about it before. I can't remember, I think, I mean, I remember seeing the guy in the scarf and not knowing quite what that was <laughs> or, you know, bits and pieces of the show and not really understanding it. Um, but then last summer, um, actually had a friend who I saw wearing a skirt with a bunch of Tardises and the British flag on it. And I was like, you know, I really should go watch that show because with all the other things I like, I probably would love it. So I sat down sorry, last summer with um, my whole family well, my two oldest, um, and my husband and we sat down and we watch Rose and I loved it um they weren't as they weren't as um high on it as I was (laughs) but um I think the older two were afraid it was going to get a little scary so uh so I watched that one and we watched the first two together and then I kind of just took off on my own they weren't all that into it so um I just kind of took off and I sped through everything that was on Netflix um (laughs) so that and as and um unfortunately I ended after Capaldi had started so i So I watched through Matt Smith and then kind of didn't have anything more to watch. So I actually went back and um, started watching some of the classic series and I really enjoyed that too. Um, I know, people say, don't watch it. Don't watch the old series like you do the new. Don't binge it because it wasn't meant to be watched that way. And I can see that because I did kind of get burnt out um, right mm-hmm. at the beginning of this summer mm-hmm. with, um, at the end of Hurtwee's era, I kind of got burnt out and haven't watched any more since. But um, I still loved it all. I just, it's hard to do anything in the summer for me, which is why I may or may not be there tomorrow night. But um, but um as far as who is my doctor, I don't know. I think because I watched it all so fast, it's hard for me to pick one doctor that is my doctor, Mm -hmm. Um, I have a tendency to say Eccleston, but then, like, well, but I really like Tennant, and I really like Matt Smith. So it's hard for me to pick one. I just love, I loved each doctor that I've seen. Um, there's
0: speaking of seeing doctors real quick. We have two competing doctors in our chat room. So I, we have a couple of incarnations here with us. Sorry, Nicole.
6: <laughs> Things I don't like about them, but each one has stuff that I just really love. I'm, I'm not really super choosy. Um, I do think Donna is also my favorite um, companion thus far. I love Donna, uh, but all of them, I mean, there isn't, I don't think there's one that I've actually hated, but um, yeah, she's wonderful. Um, and as far as favorite episode, I don't know that I could pick Thanks, <laughs> nice, fully. I'm sorry, I got a little rambly. I really should write down what I want to say. But um, I just wanted to finish with uh, one of my favorite episodes. I don't I mean, like I said, I'm not picky, so um, I really do I really do like most of them. But um, the Christmas Carol one, um, the Matt Smith one Christmas special, was just it's just one of my favorites. I love it. I love the music in it. Um, I just love everything about it. And then, of course, The Day of the Doctor. I mean, The Day of the Doctor was amazing. Mm-hmm. I know, I feel like I don't quite feel the magnitude of it as someone who has been watching um, Doctor Who forever, mm-hmm. but it was, it's just, to see all them together was just amazing. Um. So yeah, I just love Doctor Who, and hopefully now that Season 8 is out on Netflix, hopefully I'll be able to get into that and see if Capaldi joins my list of all the Doctors that I love. But anyway, thanks so much for the podcast. Thanks. Bye.
2: Hey, Bill and
0: Emery.
6: Oh, oh, oh. oh. Hey, I hey went now. to
0: Bobby a little too soon. Thank Bobby. you very much, Nicole. Yeah, and uh, Capaldi, uh, people are like – a little uneven on him, I think. I think they're still getting used to him, but I, I, I think he, I think he's going to wow some people this season for sure. I hope so. Okay, uh, next up is Bobby. Take it away, Bobby.
2: Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, and fellow storytellers. It's Bobby here. Um, since the Universe Box is visiting the TARDIS this week, I wanted to call in and go delve a little bit into my Who Street briefly. Uh, what makes Who-street. me what <laughs> introduced me to the Doctor and why do I love the Doctor? Now, I'm going to admit, I'm not a huge, huge Whovian. I'm not going to call myself a Whovian, but I'm definitely a Fan of Doctor Who. My first introduction to the character would have been in the mid to late 80s. I'd go over to my dad's every weekend and we watched like uh, PBS. He loved British sci fi, mm-hmm. specifically Red Dwarf, which is one of my favorite shows, period, hands down, probably <laughs> better than Doctor Who in my opinion. But of course, Doctor Who. The first Doctor I was introduced to would be Tom Baker. That's the dude with the, like, the curly fro and the the big nose and the Harry Potter-looking scarf. And he's probably my favorite Doctor, due to sentimentality, of course. Uh, but I pretty much liked every Doctor, with the exception of maybe Patrick Troughton, wasn't a big fan of that. Didn't see a whole lot of the earlier episodes, I saw enough, but I feel like I pretty much saw all of, if most of, if not all of, um the doctors after Tom Baker, Peter Davis, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, um, Sylvester McCoy. So in the nineties, when Fox was announcing they were doing a TV movie version, you know, their own, like back to our pilot, I was Mm -hmm. so psyched. Uh, I thought Paul McGann did a great job as a doctor, and I was actually anticipating a new TV movie, or a new TV show, rather. And so I was rather bummed when, unfortunately, the show didn't do too well. Uh, Apparently, I'm one of the few people I know that actually, you know, liked the show. It was pretty much universally panned by anyone and everyone. So, another, what, 10 or 15 years later, BBC decides to... To boot it back up themselves. Um, and they just jumped right in from the get-go. And so did I. I thought Christopher Eccleston was a great doctor. I loved it from the second he came running through the door to check his features in the mirror. He obviously had just regenerated. Um, I thought it was a great introduction for people who maybe were not familiar with Doctor Who and whatnot. And so what keeps me coming back to Doctor Who? Doctor Who. I mean, (laughs) I love how the show can be like anything and everything. It started out as, you know, just like a kid's show that was using the element of time travel to be able to travel to different times and teach kids stuff. But very quickly, it grew into so much more than that. And happy accident after happy accident has just made this show everlasting. I mean, when William Hartnell wasn't doing well, they were like, oh, the show's doing so great, we want the show to continue, but I don't think Hartnell can keep doing this. So, I mean, do we bring in a different Time Lord? What what do we do? Oh, we conceive of the notion that these, this race of aliens dies and regenerates and talk about a happy accident. I mean, that <laughs> stupid off the wall <laughs> thought was able to make this character last for over 50 years. That's nuts. I mean, there's like beyond what James Bond, what other character has done that? And that's why I love Doctor Who is that he, you know, He's just able to be anyone anything be any place anytime He's the friggin doctor and that's <laughs> what that's what I love about Dr Who
0: Thank you very much Bobby great contribution as always okay always. now we have a, a video here from Hope where she answers a 10 hot button uh, Dr Dr <laughs> Who questions take it away hope <laughs>
7: Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. Hope here. So I'm going to ask you guys 10 quick Doctor Who questions for you guys to answer and for me to answer back to you just so you can hear them. So yeah, here we go. So... Who is your favorite doctor? I don't actually have a favorite doctor. All the doctors have pros and cons to me, so there's a lot, a ton of things like I like and dislike about them, um, each and every one of them. So I don't really have a favorite, but I will say Tennant was my first one. So he's a little bit of a special place in my heart, but I really love Christopher Eccleston. And and I love I love Paul McGann is my eighth doctor, baby. Who is your favorite companion? My favorite companion is definitely Donna. Um, I love Donna Death. I, 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 love her. I miss her so much. She was like really the last, like, greatest companion. Um, also, Rory and Jack are very close seconds. I, Rory is like the perfect man. <laughs> and Jack is just fantastic and I wish they would bring him back. Who is your least favorite companion? I can't stand Clara. <laughs> I really can't stand Clara. She is... Probably one of the worst companions we've had in the new Who seasons. Um, I can't stand her at all. She's a terrible human being. She's a terrible teacher, and she even tells Danny Pink, "I was awful. You don't <laughs> deserve me," or, or I'm sorry, "I don't deserve you." And it's true. She. Oh, I was hoping she would die. Who is your favorite villain? Well, my favorite villain is definitely the Weeping Angels. Um, they. Blink was the second episode I ever saw. Uh, Girl in the Fireplace was the first. Blink was the second. And I was just like, this is really creepy crazy. What's going on? I will say that they've been taking the Weeping Angels way too far. They were like, this is a cash cow. Let's use them every time. And I wish they would just put the way, put the angels away for a little bit. Let them have a break. Give them a few seasons off. <laughs> Who is your favorite ship or couple in the show? I know you guys weren't really into shipping, so I'm sure you're going to answer it from a couple's point of view. But doctor my favorite couple is Yanto <laughs> and Jack, with Amy and Rory as a very close second. What is your favorite episode? This one is really hard for me because, like, part of like the doctors having like pros and cons, and me not really having a favorite doctor. I have favorite episodes with every doctor, so. <laughs> If I had to, like, put Gun to Head, choose my absolute favorite, it would have to be the two-parter with The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. Um, it's, it's hands down 9's, uh, 9, The ninth Doctor's best episodes, um, and his, sadly, one season. Um, but those are his best episodes, and I think it's a really good encompass of, like, everything Doctor Who is about. It's sci-fi, you have the time traveling, you get, you get the introduction of Jack, you see The Doctor at his best and worst moments. I mean, The Doctor Dances and The Empty Child it's like, encompasses everything that's amazing about Doctor Who. What is the saddest moment to you? I am still not over the ponds. I miss them all the time. <laughs> Losing Amy and Rory are hands down, like, still, like, the moment. Ah! <laughs> like, Doctor <laughs> Who hasn't been the same for me since we've lost the ponds. I just, I think, I mean, a lot of it is probably because I dislike Clara so much. But I mean, I... Rich! I, Doctor Who hasn't been the same since we lost Amy and Rory. I just, it's, it's been really, I, I love Peter Capaldi and I love Jenna Coleman, but it just hasn't been my show. What character or characters do you want to see more? I would love to see a team up of Brian Williams and Wilfred Mott. Um, even I would just like a, like a little mini short of them because, you know, Wilfred, ugh, Donna forgot everything of when she was a companion and Wilfred remembered everything. And then Brian lost his son in his daughter-in-law to the time streams and they're stuck in the 20s so he pretty much lost his children i mean i think i think Wilfred mott and brian williams would make absolutely excellent friends they were some of the best companions in their very short time i love those two old men (laughs) i love them so much i love them what would you like from the new season i would love to get rid of quara Um, I love Jenna Coleman. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Jenna Coleman to death. Can't stand Clara. She's awful. (laughs) Please (laughs) go away. Please. (laughs) Final question. If you could choose one actor to play the doctor, who would you want it to be? And it could be anybody. Anybody. Um, (laughs) so, you know, every time they get a new doctor, there's all these, like, things flying around be like, this person's going to be the doctor. This person would make a better doctor. Blah, blah, blah. Um I have two choices. If they wanted to go for a very like kind of y- young kind of doctor sort of like the Matt Smith again, I'm um, going that direction. I would like Rupert Grint from Harry Potter uh to play him. I think he would be a, for one the first ginger doctor. That'd be really fun. Um, But I think he would just bring like a really kind of quirky, fun air to the doctor, similar to Matt Smith, but not quite there. Um, And then the other, if you were going the other direction and you wanted like a grumpy old man doctor, um, I would love to see Robert Carlyle. I think Robert Carlyle would make Mm -hmm. a hell of a doctor you would be fantastic. Um, yeah, so Robert, Carlisle, and Rupert Grant. those would be my two choices. Interesting. All right, I want to hear your answers. I emailed you the questions. Answer them. Put them in the chat room. Let's hear from the chat. Chat. <laughs> Bye, guys. Why are you shooting the gun?
0: It sounds like a
1: tortoise. Eh, nah, not really. Hope sounds more like a TARDIS than you. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Maybe. Thank you very much, O. for sure. Definitely. I loved all of your answers. I think there were a couple of repeats, though, from the idea box. That's all right, though. It's all
1: right. That's well, all right, the, they came from there.
0: Okay. Well, we have uh, two letters to wrap up with <laughs> right. here. Uh, you want to do the first one? Yeah, I'll read the first one. Okay. It's from when?
1: I know. Hold on. Hi, Bill and AM. I have a different part of time and space Thursday night, so here are a few brief comments about my history with Doctor Who. I first started watching the Tom Baker episodes in the mid-1980s when they aired on PBS. I was already in- involved in general sci-fi fandom and conventions before I ever saw Doctor who so it wasn't really a groundbreaker of any kind but I did enjoy the adventures and characters despite their cheesy special effects I videotaped and watched all the Baker and Davidson episodes but my interest dropped off for doctors number six and number seven because by then I was obsessed with Japanese animation well that's <laughs> quite a jump um when the show rebooted recently I watched again and it was enjoyable, but didn't grab me like my earlier experience did. This is likely due to my age and entrenched socio-political attitude that make me realize the Doctor is somebody I would never get along with at all. <laughs> uh, my favorite character in the re- reboot is Donna's grandfather, Wilfred. He stands out to me not only due to his wonderful character traits, but because he doesn't have some ridiculous complicated backstory, I think New Who is far too invested in proving how clever it is By cluttering up the scenery with convoluted time tangled angsty and universe critical plot points the baker era companion leela was my favorite on the old show again here's a character with an accessible origin and a good wrap-up story i even like the 80s period master better despite some of the scenery chewing performances give me some old school doctor and a monster in a rubber suit versus entire seasons i need a flow chart and scorecard to understand my day
0: <laughs> when yeah thank you very much when i yeah yeah and i uh, i could see that for sure a simple companion is nice i i also think of, uh, Jamie who was the second Doctor's Companion, I think Who was mm-hmm. just like this this dude in a, in a field In a kilt mm-hmm. in like the 1600s And the Doctor picks him up and you know Just goes off on an adventure and it's a good time Until he dies, spoiler, spoiler. Spoilers, oh okay, uh, next up Is the Mad Hobbit, uh, last up actually Is the Mad Hobbit, Yes, I have to go old school uh, Doctor Who, uh, Tom Baker will Always be my favorite, uh, Doctor And Sarah Jane, uh, my favorite companion uh, for, for many viewers Their first Doctor is always the best Mr. Baker is an amazing actor who is also well-known for playing Rasputin in the 1970s film Nicholas and Alexandria. Right. Alexandra. Sorry. Uh, he brings a certain blue-eyed madness to the role. He was also the first Doctor who seemed geared to adults instead of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because the children who watched the original Doctor who were, were grown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who dragged the franchise into a sort of philosophical science fiction, especially towards the end of his run. He also gave uh, the role depth that superseded sometimes, let's say, questionable special effects. You could ignore the still silly silver box and drying our dryer venting monster because mr baker was delivering a line that made you lean forward to catch it and sent you to bed thinking afterward while i enjoy many of uh, the later doctors tom will always be the definitive gallifreyan to me as for Sarah, it's pure chemistry. She and Tom simply made a great team. Uh, she was not the tight, uh, typical screaming female partner, but was smart, inquisitive, and courageous. Even her departure, not by choice, was with her head held high. You go, Sarah Jane, the Mad Hobbit. Thank you very much, uh, everyone who sent in. Yes, thank knew, you, everyone. Who knew, pe- who knew people like Doctor Who, you know? I, do, I had no idea. Uh, but if you want to send in uh, your stories for robots next week, uh, email us universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. Facebook is Facebook.com slash the universe box and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as always, we have a few takeaways here few. right at the end. Uh first of all, we all love the doctor for different reasons. And that's okay. Uh if there's one thing Doctor Who is good at, it's changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, We would all jump into the TARDIS if it showed up in our living room. Guaranteed. Like that. And uh, last but not least, people assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually from a nonlinear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. 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 Uh, We want to thank our chat room tonight for our super mega big— I uh, mean, we even
1: have the doctor in there, so— Yeah, several
0: doctors. Several. There's the doc Uh, and the doctor. mm, But uh, our super uh, long—double episode almost. <laughs> Basically for, for Doctor Who and uh Marie, where can people find you online you
1: can find me on twitter at amd simone or over in the chat room or on instagram you be Marie.
0: and as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks uh you can follow all the podcasts we do at universebox.com and get show notes for this episode and uh if you want to pick up my book bit.oy slash kingsparrow or dogboyadventures.com well i guess that about does it again for this week uh so uh until next time remember Remember to to think think outside. outside
1: Do Do not not adjust adjust your your computer computer screen. It's your Your mind. We're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box.
0: Doctor Who. Doctor Who. who, Doctor Who.